This season of Let's Talk About Star Wars was funded by our patrons. Sign up for the $1 level or above over at patreon.com slash let's talk about Star Wars to get new podcasts as they release the same week as the topic episode, movie, or trailer we're talking about. You'll also get access to our Discord. We'll be back this fall for Andor and special Bad Batch-related episodes. Thank you, patrons, for supporting the three of us. May the Force be with you. time for let's talk about star wars our first episode about the first two episodes <laughs> of obi-wan kenobi i'm garrett here again with jenny and tom have we ever been more excited for a single piece of star wars media that we have covered on this uh, irregular podcast possibly an episode or two of mandalorian would the only, be the only things i could think could come close yeah that's that's a good yeah. It would have to be season two, right? Because we knew what we were in for. Season one yeah. was a big like, will this be good? Question mark. And it turned out the answer was yes. Uh-huh. This will be very, very good. Jenny, are I you am just like paralyzed with excitement? Just <laughs> paralyzed with excitement and joy and core Star Wars storytelling. And how did we not think of that? And just hero's journey stuff, which we are going to be talking about. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, overview, before we, we start getting into the blow-by-blow, blow, uh, what I was impressed the most with is the writing. The writing on this is tight. Uh, there, there are moments when I would I, something would come up and I would check and be like, did they set us up for that? And the answer was always yes. Oh, right. They did. Uh, and if they didn't, they were playing off something from the prequels, which they did a very generous recap of all the prequels that now I'm going to point people to who don't want to watch the prequels. Just just watch the previously on for the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It'll sum it all up for you quite nicely. They modernized it. It was the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen in five minutes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I I had just rewatched episode three this week in like preparation for this. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I still sat through the whole the whole previously on because I was just like, wow, they're really gonna previously on this like it's it's a TV yeah. show. I love and that. I just wanted to see what do uh people who are on payroll at Lucas, what do they do with us with an official prequel recap? And I was not disappointed. The music was gorgeous. Like the music was like, like moody and whatever. Like it was just beautiful, and and also like it gave you hints about like the fact that Mace Windu showed up in that um, preview. I was like, yeah. "Hi, how are you? Why would you? What are be you doing here?" here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, a lot of a lot of this will come up as as we run through what what actually happened in the episodes. But a lot of my questions of. Well, how are they going to handle the the fact that Obi-Wan wants to hide? Well, they handled it by just having Obi-Wan say, I'd rather hide. And then giving us a very compelling reason why he would have to come out of hiding, why he would be dragged out of hiding. Setting up a few other questions here and there, which is good. You want you want to have more questions uh, that you want to see answered in, in future episodes. I just feel so profoundly satisfied. Like, you got to 
I know some people don't like the slow setter upper. Don't watch Breaking Bad ever. Um, the slow setter upper is my favorite kind of episode. It's the kind where it sets mood. It sets character. We haven't seen this character in live action for 17 years. Like, there he is. We need to know what his mindset is. We need the refusal of the call in the uh, Joseph Campbell way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, I the love the slow. Yeah. But, God forbid, they had only released one episode. Woo! Yeah, I think that's smart to, to give us two so that we go right into the, to the action in, in episode are, are two. There, are, do we know? Are there, like, test audiences for this? Do they just call up a bunch of nerds on, like, a Zoom call, make them watch the episode, and say, were you satisfied? And a, and a bunch of them just resoundingly screamed out in unison, no, we, we require more. <laughs> as, it, as one. <laughs> so I suddenly <laughs> cried out in pain. <laughs> then they gave them episode two, and they fell silent. Yes. Um <laughs> I think so. I think there's probably some, and they probably keep them like a jury locked up until everything <laughs> goes live. They're, they're just sitting. They're sequestered. They're, 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 they're sequestered. To the, to the East Coast or the West Coast. They just have to re- report to their uh, uh, personal Disney jails where they are yeah. kept for a little while. But what if that was at Disneyland and Disney World? Like exactly. that would be That's so right. like, fun. Which one are you closer to? That mm-hmm. Please report mm-hmm. to either Disney World or Disneyland jail. This is for the people who get on yeah. the Falcon ride after I, having too much blue milk. <laughs> I need I need to now write something about this. Disney jail. Okay, Disney. sorry. Yeah. We got I was on a, a little, tangent. I was a little thrown off by the opening of, of part one uh, because I thought, oh, so so we're going to see something happen with related to Order 66. Are these kids going to be part of this story? And I don't think so. I think that was just to set the tone of like, this is what happened. Let's remind, I know we just did the previously on, but let's, let's really hammer home. Uh, The Sith killed everyone, uh, including some children, but we're not going to show killing these children a, because that's it's Disney plus and and B we want to sort of plant the seed that some folks may have got away and, and are still out there being hunted because the next thing we see are the hunters. hundred percent. I'm fairly certain that Reva was in that episode in that, flashback that 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 cold open by the way like i don't know i don't i can't believe i was surprised by it but i was like we, we get that really peaceful scene of the younglings training and then the door opens and just all hell breaks loose um it was really that was so good um and i already have like a question are we going to return to this is there going to be a more direct like payoff for this or was this really just setting up the fact that there's another jedi on tatooine that the Inquisitors are looking for other than Obi-Wan. Yeah, no. I don't I, I I don't think we need to return to this. I'm not saying they wouldn't if the b- plot motivated it, but but I think it it's fine to be like that was just showing you how this all kicked off and punching you in the gut. Well, I think we're gonna find out that Reva was there <laughs> in that shot, directing people where to go, and then found out later, probably on her own, saw the holocron message and was like, but I was right there. You could have saved me and you didn't. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, so we're going to find out that Reva was a, a, a Padawan. Yeah. Felt abandoned. That's and why and she's then went to the gutter. Grind. Yeah. Mm. Whether she's in that particular scene or not, I don't even think that matters. I, I, that would be a compelling way to go with the story. Yeah, I 100% think that that's what's happening. Also, now I can't stop thinking of her as Reva McIntyre. <laughs> um, okay. This, I think just finally in the overview, this just made me so happy. 
there are specific things that made me like so happy I almost fell down, but we could talk about them as we go through it. Her name was Lola. She was a droid girl. She had cute ears and she was Leia's friend. Anyway, we could talk about it. You, you tell me where we're going. So who had Obi-Wan Kenobi is working as a professional sashimi harvester on their on their bingo card. See, I thought it was meat. Episode. I didn't think it was sashimi. Now that you say sashimi, I'm like, oh, was it a big fish? I guess that it was looks, a big fish that had been giant, delicious salmon meat. Look at those. I mean, it could be. I was taking it as I was taking it as red meat, but it could be it could be. Uh, yeah. Like 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 red salmon meat. And now e- either way, uh, perfect hideout. Right. Uh, take it from Dexter. You know, you just you just go far away, and you 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 work on a fishing boat, or as a logger, or a sashimi harvester on Tatooine. It's- oh, I'm sorry. You mean you mean the Showtime show Dexter, not not Dex, the the cafe owner from episode no, two. No, no, yeah, I, I I met the Showtime show, but like it's a trope of like you know if if you want to hide your identity, yeah, you go do manual labor somewhere far away. Yeah, you it's give up your identity. The only way that you can stay safe, aside from the fact that you still dress like a Jedi and you look like one of the most famous Jedi ever, is to go somewhere <laughs> really... Eileen said, like, why is he the only person in Tatooine dressed like a Jedi yes! while he's trying to hide out from being... I, just, I was just like, where... Like overalls, wear corduroy, or show that a bunch of other people dress that way now, yes. and it's not specific to Jedi. That that would have been the other way of doing that. Shave but, your yeah. head, do I didn't something. Think, I didn't think he looked like he was dressing like a Jedi until Episode Two, where I was like, "Oh, come on, man! You're just, yeah, yeah." You're just Especially when he gets to, get, to the city, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's th- that I feel to jump ahead to Episode Two. I think it's that I think is a concession of like we as fans what need to see Obi-Wan in the hood. Like, this is what he wears, you know, so it. right. I didn't think he'd look like a Jedi on Tatooine. He looked like he was everyone just kind of wears brown burlap sack adjacent clothing. Sure. <laughs> but also I mean, it's the exact same thing he's been wearing for three prequels. I mean him and him and Owen Lars <laughs> they look like uh, uh Yeah, Owen didn't have the big hood. Really but you're right. He's, yeah. Because they're also, throwing their beards out and they look identical. Owen Lars sounding like the original Owen Lars. Uh really good. Really worked for me. Yep. It's kind of like Who's that guy oddly stroking his beard in a thoughtful manner, <laughs> wearing a hood with wise eyes, who's yeah. so famous? I, I can't place him. Hmm. My name's Ben. I'm a sashimi harvester. <laughs> also, P.S., why was Ben allowed to harvest the meat and you never saw anyone else harvesting the meat? He was just like, I'll be taking this. Waves. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like, nobody I, noticed me taking this for my space camel. Got to feed my horse-like thing. Yeah, I was kind so of cute. waiting for that, right? Because he seemed like he was being very obvious about. Yeah, the, taking the it. second time he did it, I thought he was going to get caught, and it was like, right. no, this is just showing his routine. I will take less money for meat. I, I guess strange. the the gonk attendant is just too busy. Uh, shoving old men to notice that. Yeah. The gonk attendant is only concerned with the time card machine, yeah. apparently. Yeah. He has one function. I really time like, gonk. though, that every time he dispensed coins or credits, he said, gonk. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me happy. I would have been a lot happier about my lot in life on it back in my day of punching clocks if it said gonk every time I punched the clock. Yeah. In fact, I think I might need to steal that audio and have that be my 
oh, text, text notification. That's a good one. Uh, could Gong. you share that if you actually yeah. go through the effort of making I'm going to do that. Maybe we can even throw it in our Discord for our lovely patrons. Gunk. Just like, here you go. Here you go. You don't- um, okay, so Obi-Wan Kenobi works as a sashimi harvester, takes the bus, somehow has enough money for a private parking spot for his space camel. So I feel like there are secret funds somewhere. It will somewhere because- cost me half a credit. Yes. <laughs> You will not know that this he's abusing space that all over the place. We see that. We see that in A New Hope, right? He's yeah. like, whenever he runs into trouble on Tatooine, it's everybody here is weak minded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously, uh, at some point in the ten years since he dropped off Baby Luke uh, to now, uh, Owen Lars has been like, "Piss off, Ghost!" Like he doesn't want anything to do with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Ooh. And that makes sense. That makes sense that he would be like, you know what? Things have gotten really bad over the past 10 years, and all you're going to do is bring me trouble. Like now. Like when Reva is going to kill me, for instance. And, you know, I'm a good man. I'm not going to give you away. But just stay the way. Make it easy for me to be, to be a, you know, to be good, is, is essentially. And, and that was one of those pieces where it's like, how do we go from the like super happy, yeah, I'll help you, Obi-Wan of, of the prequels to the, to the grizzled, uh, stay away from that wizard. Bingo, right there. It, th- this is, this is a half and half. We're like, I'm still going to be polite to you. I'm still going to be nice, but, but we gotta, we gotta keep you away. The, be- the best way to hide the boy is, is for you to stay far away. Yeah, yeah. that scene, I thought, too, because, like, it's easy, I don't know, I feel like it's easy to kind of dump on on Owen, because, like, we as, I feel like we as an audience, we'd like Obi-Wan, and it's like, oh, come on, Owen, just be, just be cool to our favorite character. Um, but that scene was so good. Yeah, where, it where made me, I'm like, man, him. if I'm Owen, I'm probably saying what Owen's saying right now. Yeah, well. well what Obi-Wan same- is doing, do the same thing for Luke that you're doing for yourself. Yeah, Why would this, you this, want him to show Jedi powers? No, this, do the same thing for Luke that you're doing for that other Jedi who shows up and like affirms like, why didn't we hear from Obi-Wan? You know, why, why, why is he so well hidden? Because of that, because that attitude of like, don't even try to help people. Just put, keep your head down. Yeah, it, it, I don't know, it made Owen a really sympathetic character for me. And it's like, he's, he's doing everything in his power to protect Luke, too. And we yeah. don't really think of that. Because like even in no, New Hope, you just think of him as this kind of overbearing father figure that doesn't want Luke to go off and live his life. Um, but this, like, this inf- as all of the best media in Star Wars that fills in periods of time we haven't seen yet, it, it makes the surrounding media better and richer. Like this informs a new hope for me and, and makes Owen a, a, a deeper character. I've really and it would make scene. sense that Obi-Wan would be very, uh, very solid in his advice to Nari, the, the other Jedi, uh, but have a weak spot for Anakin's boy, right? Like if we saw that in the previously on, like he, he was brokenhearted by Anakin and he wants the best for these children. And uh, he, I don't. I, I guess he he trusts Bail Organa more than Owen Lars. I don't know. Maybe it's just sexism. But he, you know, he's he's definitely got like a soft spot for Luke. Probably because Luke sitting there up on top of the house reminds him of his buddy Anakin. Where you know, it's like man, it's the spitting image. So, you Garrett, you said something about deepening the originals, which is an amazing phrase and also like a point of contention amongst people, I think. And I'm curious what everybody thinks about it. 
when you, how do you feel about the fact that this casts new information into a movie that came out in 1977? I, I kind of see it as like, how could it not? Right. Like if it didn't, I think it would be a, a, a bit of a failure of, of this, of this piece. Like if, if, if there isn't something here that kind of enriches uh, what came before it and what comes after it. Like, what's the point? Like, you must have really kind of missed the mark and not had a lot to say about these these characters. Because, um, you know, to get into a, a major, I think, point for me in watching this is like this. But we're seeing a, a different Obi Wan. We've never. He's a little standoffish in A New Hope, but not to this level. We're seeing an Obi Wan who is absolutely beaten. Um, and this, we see this specifically when Nari, the, the Jedi that the Inquisitors are actually hunting on Tatooine, comes to him for aid and he, he turns him away like yeah. hardcore. Obi-Wan is, is it's uh, essentially he's kind of a coward here. I, I'm not against it. I think he's being smart. I think it's. Well, I don't play. think he's being a coward. I think he's being smart. I think uh, he I, can it, be both. Well, the, it's not cowardly to to hide from the tiger that is that is slashing at your face that's just smart uh cowardly would be like you could win but you but you you won't this is you can't win you know there's there there is no winning and and maybe there's some room in there to argue that like well maybe nari could win and and obi-wan obviously thinks he can win later so maybe there's some hypocrites i i I guess i see where you're going I've, i've talked myself into a little little space there but i don't think obi-wan thinks he's being cowardly he thinks like we can't win against them well yeah yeah i, I mean i think it's a, a very much a shades of gray thing but i think there's sure. just, just i think there's you have a purpose cowardice there right so what's your purpose right yeah your right. purpose is to protect this child and train him because his father was supposed to be the one who brings balance to the force so maybe obi-wan thinks it's him so he's like well look Everyone else can fight. I have my purpose. So yeah. from that perspective, his purpose is not cowardice. His purpose is waiting. Yeah. From uh, a certain <laughs> point of view, all the Jedi are evil. I think what Kenobi is doing is partly what you're saying, Jenny, having a purpose, but also partly saying to Nari, what purpose is it for you to risk helping someone if you just get killed? Like you aren't actually going to help. Uh, and so just hide, just hide because, cause it's a fool's errand to try to help because you will get squashed. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's where maybe there is a little cowardice there, Garrett and, and Nari's, you know, a little younger and a more idealistic and, and, and saying, you know, but, but I can try, you know, and I, if I win just once, at least I've helped. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, but that's not going to make a difference. Uh, what's going to make a difference in Obi-Wan's mind is, uh, training Luke someday, which is why he fights so hard with Owen Lars about it, because he, I think he's decided that Luke is the only hope for the future. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's, that's an interesting point. It is something, too, because like I was... I don't want to put this... <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead of, of Leia, but there's a call to jump action ahead. For I think Obi-Wan. it's okay. Yeah, there's a call to action for Obi Wan when 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 Leia gets kidnapped. Well, yeah. that's the it. That's not jumping ahead. That's the transition, right? The, yeah. the, the transition in our in our conversation right here is like, yes, he thinks that, but then Leia gets kidnapped, 
And he's reminded there's another hope. It's not yeah. just Luke. There is another. Also, now seems like a good time to mention that they have done something really fun and sent the mentor on the hero's journey. Like they have literally uh, taken Joseph Campbell and sort of remixed it so that the guy who you always thought of as the mentor who who gave the call to action is now the guy who has to go on the journey himself. And I love it. Like that's, I mean, if you look at the writer's room for this show, these are some people who know some stuff, right? Like it, just the names alone. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and watching what they're doing with this, uh, it's classic Campbell. It's refusal of the call. It's, you know, uh, launching on the journey. It's enemies and allies. Like it's just awesome. Also, casting for little Leia is perfect. <laughs> she, she's perfect. still on the show for me. Uh, yeah. I, I had a bit of a watch party with like two of my friends, and we're all like, sorry, Leia's like the best part of the show. She's she's absolutely commands the screen, and it it feels so right. Like, they've really, to me, nailed this idea of a, of a young um, wise so far beyond her years, Leia. Like, well, she's a force empath. She's an only child. Only children mature at a faster rate than uh, because they're only talking to adults, right? So they're verbally, they always go ahead, which is why I was 40 by the time I was 12. Um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and also, uh, she's, we talked about force empath, right? But the bottom line is that she's being raised as a princess. Like uh, people who are raised in, quote, royalty are given these certain lessons and are exposed to a level of leadership from almost like the time they can perceive anything. Like you go back and you're like, there's a four-year-old being trained in geopolitical blah, blah, blah in the 1600s. And like, that's basically her. Like she's being trained to either be a senator and someday to rule a planet. So yeah, she's being given a higher level of education in than Luke. Like Luke is like, how do I get water from the earth? And Leia's like, let me insult this cousin, but not too much, because someday he'll be a ruler. You know, like it's really um uh it's fascinating. And also like when I saw Alderon, I got so weepy. <laughs> I was like, we had oh, the, the the reveals here yeah. were just amazing. Where it's like, is this Leia? Because that's Alderon. But then they didn't let us see her. Didn't let us see her. Then it wasn't her because it was a joke. Because Leia's a little prankster. And then it was totally Leia, and there was no doubt about it. And then you're like, oh, Smith, it's Bail Organa. It was such <sighs> a good double fake out. Like the the fake out is part of the. The the story they're showing us because it's a fake out for the for the mom, like oh jeez, um yeah, I really liked all of that and and yeah, I too and, I, then, oh, and then flee right like and then you get another cameo right after that. My buddy Ben who was watching this with us just goes, "Is that flee?" Yeah, that's what Eileen said too, and I'm just like, "Yep, yep." A lot of people forget like Flea's an actor; he was in Back to the Future, um, but very different role. <laughs> was he? He's kind of a tweaker in this, and he's a tweaker yeah. in Back to the Future. I guess so. Yeah, just a younger tweaker in Back to the Future, now that you mention it. You're right. Yeah, he's Flea plays a good tweaker. Um, but gee, I, I also got a little weepy with Alderaan, because oh. for me, I and if you follow me on Twitter, you heard this take, which is like, this really feels like this 
love letter to the transitional years of VHS to DVD Star Wars. This like, I'm a 90s baby. Well, I'm an 80s baby, but I grew up in the 90s. So I started my life with just all Star Wars was always there for the taking in VHS form. And then right before I hit my awkward teen years, the prequel started rolling out. And so I love both. I have this childlike wonder for both the originals and the prequels. And so this this Obi-Wan Kenobi series really feels like it is perfectly wielding both with like equal dexterity because all of the Tatooine and, and all of the second episode nails that that really ramshackle lived in kind of crusty original Star Wars trilogy vibe. But all the Alderaan stuff feels like you could have just taken that whole scene and, and launched it into one of the prequels movies. And it would absolutely fit because it's beautiful and clean and like, you know, a more idyllic futurism. Yeah. Late Republic. Apparently one that doesn't have a gate around its palace grounds though. <laughs> lasers, force fields. Laser, I don't know. Space lasers. You just you know shout Star Wars yeah. uh, plot fixing devices. And you know what's so great about the Leia stuff is like, in theory, you would say, well, we've never seen them. That's not a part of Star. Well, actually, it's part of the books, right? Yeah. There are in, in Legends and in current canon, there are all these incredible books about Leia the politician, Leia the junior senator, Leia the, you know, like there are, this is a grand tradition that has previously only appeared in print. And now we're getting to see the very beginnings of it. And if I don't get a little Leia series by 2024, I'm going to riot. I mean, we we have we have an actor. We have an actor who can grow into this role, and they can stop digitizing Carrie Fisher. Please stop. No, Kathleen Kennedy said she'll stop. So you know, yeah, there you go. But don't unstop. Like, what was funny is that that article said, "I'm not going to recast old characters anymore, and we're going to stop paying attention to the Skywalker saga." And then <laughs> Obi Wan premieres, paying att full attention to the Skywalker saga with a. Granted, you recasting because of age, but uh, of both Luca and Leia. Uh, but but yeah, this is like this is the last gasp. This is the last time we're even going to come close to any of that stuff. I think is it. I don't think it that's is. what she's saying. I, I don't think they think so keep saying that. I think this is going to be received so well that 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 they're going to go. Oh, well, oh, I I I honestly do think this will be received so well that they'll take that as like great. We finally we finished on a high note. Let's let's go explore other parts of the universe now. And that's uh, you know not to get to to talking about other stuff, but that does seem to be what Ahsoka is going to do. They're going to you know go off. Yeah, go off. Another Little Orphan Leia yeah, coming twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think you can do you could do side stuff like that. I, 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 that's not the Skywalker saga so much as like, let's just talk about Leia's, let me be a great kid show. Let's just talk about Leia's adventures on Alderaan, you know? Leia Holdo uh, meet for the first time, like they do in the Claudia Gray novel. Like there's yeah, a yeah. lot to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like th that too. It's like th this to me is the perfect concept for me. Cause I, I, I didn't love all of the Leia books. So if you had just like in a vacuum announced like a young Leia series, I would have been like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. But now that I've seen what they can do with <laughs> with casting an awesome actor for the role, I'd be all over it. If they and now at this point, if they announce a young Leia series, I, I'm going to be like, "Yep, cool. I'm hyped. I'm here." I'm, I'm and that's I'm pretty much all. Pa part two is is the Kenobi and Leia show. Uh, it, it is. It is. Uh, it is us learning why Leia would trust Obi-Wan Kenobi because he helped her at a young age. It's 
you know, not to say Leia is a dog, uh, but Kenobi is John Wick in part two uh, of this episode. Uh, he's, you he's know, John Wick in the because, end of part one. He, instead of breaking the concrete floor, he's digging up his guns out of the sand. And then literally has his name broadcast out as a bounty in part two, right? Oh, uh, God, and all right. the bounty hunters are that. after him. Yeah. You're right. What is that, John Wick 2? Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or three, I guess, is the aftermath of that. Anyway, I, I digress. You're you're right there. This is even more John Wick than I, than I thought. No, it's uh, John Wick from the moment he digs up the lightsaber all the way through part two. Yeah. Yeah. We, our, our launch party yelled John Wick at the screen when he started digging. We're like, oh, he's yeah. just going to John Wick this thing. Um, and yeah, we oh, and, and I've in, of course, it makes sense. But I don't know that anyone else like just get a little pang of Star Wars fandom when you saw Anakin's hilt just laying in that box, too. Yeah, like I didn't think about it, and it just it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Even though it makes all the sense in the world for it to be there, I was just like, oh, well, that's God. where it is in New Hope, right? It's in, in the box. <laughs> I yep. would like to give some strong and profound appreciation for a thing we all know to be true, which is what a great actor Ewan McGregor is mm-hmm. to take this character to give him no hope, but yet he's still forced to live a life like. This then what what brought that to mind is the scene with him and the Jawa, right? It's a perfect encapsulation of where he is right now, which is I'm doing my menial job. I'm at Cinnabon. I'm I'm Saul Goodman at Cinnabon. Uh, I'm doing my menial job. I'm feeding my space camel, uh, and yet I still have hope for the future because I'm buying my secret nephew toys that I want to give him, and I'm having funny little erudite exchanges with a Jawa. Uh, And what a great way to say that Obi-Wan, this urbane former Jedi, is now so different, because the Jawa is like, you stink, right? Like, that was one of my- He works at a meatpacking plant. Of course he stinks. Yeah. He stinks. But like, where's he going (laughs) to bathe? In the sand? Just roll around until all the smell particles get off you like there's no water on that planet he's not gonna waste uh, credits on, on on buying a shower in moss espa though no, no way no i mean so, he's, he's got some tech out there maybe maybe he's got a little cave like sonic uh, hooked up to a little camp he might shower. be able to get get one from a jawa later on but yeah uh, you know, yeah. i'm just saying has he yet. seems handy he he may have picked a thing or two up from his buddy anakin sure. in terms of of uh he has a he has a a playstation switch like he's got one in there just like that little device was that the exact same thing that was in episode three i think anakin was like carrying around in the padme's apartment yeah i think he's got all of his old stuff he just packed up like the stuff whatever he had genesis parts just yeah But like, it, it, there's a particular line that he says to the Jawa where he says was something like, you know, if you're going to steal my vaporator parts, you could clean them. And it's the most Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. It just tells you that underneath all that, he's still there. He's still got his sort of understated sense of humor. He's just shut it all down. And I, I loved that. I just... Love that. And I also love that he's still trying to boss people around like the boy must be trained. And Owen's like, are you like present in today's reality? What is going on? It, yeah, those were the only two moments I felt like in, in the majority of the first episode where Obi-Wan got to be himself. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and particularly the scene with the, with the Jabba Tika, which I love cause I love Jabba's. Um, it, it, it also kind of showed like, like Obi-Wan as this like aristocrat, like, because he he puts on his fancy voice and he's and he's talking about like common courtesy, like Jawas have any sense or concept of courtesy. So great, so yeah. great. Yeah, I'm McGregor. slumming it McGregor here in Tatooine. I don't, I don't um, know yeah. about, about you two, but I've consumed a ton of uh, Christensen McGregor uh, interviews um, in the you know leading up to this and and there are multiple times McGregor brought up that he kind of had a hard time getting back into the accent and I'm like you wouldn't know it from watching the show yeah just absolutely um and Bail Organa coming to Tatooine and basically reminding Obi-Wan that girls matter too is really strong with me like it hit really strong because it's like it's that whole meme of like princess leia organa lost her planet lost her parents lost her original family uh still managed to put on a rebellion or resistance and another rebellion you know like that that it's like girls matter too and you could argue that um without both of them nothing would have been achieved uh in in the original series it took both of it took both of those twins to free the world. And I don't know, I just, it it made me think like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is from a Jedi order where all the people in charge were mostly dudes, right? He was raised in a dude culture. He was raised by a dude. And it just was like a nice little tap on the head. Like, Hey, this girl matters too. Yeah. I thought it was really balanced too. Cause it kind of struck me like that. Cause I think I was in the Obi-Wan mindset. Um, cause when, Organ- when Bale or when the Organas, I guess they're both on the call. Well, when Bale visits him in person, um, when he drops that, like that, she matters too thing. It's like it kind of hit me. I was because I was kind of in Obi Wan's headspace. Like, well, we all were. This is my this is my job was to watch the boy. Your job was to watch Leia, which I kind of understand. And I don't, I don't think which would which is- would be fine if she hadn't been kidnapped. Bale's like, yeah, right. My job is to watch Leia. Okay, I failed. <laughs> I need your help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you're and, that's why I'm, and I'm not. It, like, it didn't feel like overly preachy. I guess it doesn't no. feel like the script is necessarily judging Obi Wan, but it is pointing out at like a fallacy in his in his belief system. Well, I don't even know. I think that's overstating it. It's it's shaking him loose. Of like, I know you want to just keep your head down and you're scared, uh, but conditions changed. The, it was fine when Leia was safely in my protection to just focus on Luke. That that is how we divided up the responsibility. But I'm I'm slapping you awake that that's not the way it is, and because it's changed, you need to step up because you need to connect, collect the book to protect them both because they both matter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it 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 affected me the, uh, the way I think it affected the character of Obi Wan, which was like I was yeah. in that headspace of Obi Wan. We're like, no, no, that's his job, and it's almost meta because like going into this, there's so much concern that Obi Wan wasn't going to leave Tatooine. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm so sick of Tatooine. I don't want to see another show that just takes place on Tatooine. And so this this really sells it. It really makes me buy that this is exactly what would get Kenobi to leave the planet to st- stop his guard of Luke, if for a moment is is to go and help Leia. And one thing I really loved about uh the misdirect that like is like if you think about it from a storytelling perspective, Obi-Wan and Luke on Tatooine would have just been a lot of lurking. 
I was like, how are they going to make six episodes about Obi-Wan Kenobi looking at Luke Skywalker through binoculars? And then you're going to go have some side adventure with some huts or whatever. And instead, they're like, oh, remember the 50% super exciting other character that lives in this universe that we've never explored as a child? We're going there. And then, but the other thing is, I don't know if you guys heard this in the music, but... They're making some very strong parallels musically between Obi-Wan and the stage of his life and Ray. They literally mimicked, first of all, the food bubbling moment where the food yep. kind of bubbles up. They mimicked him sitting on uh, like an outside perch in the desert and the music, go back and listen in that moment, the music is all like little sub Ray's theme. And it's so incredible because they're like lonely gremlin in the desert theme. It's just great. Holy <laughs> gremlin. Yeah. We, again, my watch party yelled right at the screen, like in unison, especially when the, the, the bubbling up food yeah, yeah. thing, because that's, I love that effect so much. Um, but so where, right, so where, and there. So where are we going next is, is then the question, right? Because I, I think there's a, there's a tendency maybe to, to think, and I, I don't think any of us actually think this, but there's a tendency to think like, okay, so he, he saved Leia. Uh, drops her off at Alderaan and heads back to Tatooine with the Inquisitors on his tail. And I, I don't think it's that simple. Uh, I don't think any of us think it's going to be that simple. Is is it is Leia his Grogu as, as he gets chased by the Inquisitors for the rest of these these episodes? Yes. Like, we, no. yeah, we've had three titled Star Wars shows, and two out of those three uh, stick our our gruff and tumble lead with a young child that they need to protect. Uh, Grogu. I, I don't know that we end up back on Tatooine until no. end of episode six. Why would you? What's there? Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess I should say, I hope we don't end up back on yeah. Tatooine until the end At of episode six. At this point, six. it wouldn't, to me, yeah, I started I started getting like excited in my brain silently while I was watching it because I was like, it would not make sense to return to Tatooine at this point. Because if, if if Obi-Wan has an altercation with anyone, an Inquisitor, Can't go back. a Stormtrooper, well, I guess a Stormtrooper could mind trick. Anyway, <laughs> any of the red lightsaber-wielding uh, uh, villains we know he's running from, if, yeah, if they know he's on Tatooine, the, the, the jig is up. Yeah, they, and also someone else knows he's out there now that we find at the yeah. end of part two, uh, which is Hayden Christensen, bald yeah. and burnt. Crispy. <laughs> Chris, um, I mean, honestly, it looked a little Christmas soggy and soggy. Uh, mm. Possibly <laughs> saturated. Like a yeah. bean that's been soaked for too long. Yeah. Oh. Wrinkly bean. Oh, good, Wait, good. so one last thing about the sand, and I know I've spent too much time on Tatooine. The little thing that pops up out of the sand that says, You're all clear, kid, or someone's mm-hmm. in your house. That's not R2, is it? No. No, we it's saw just R2. R2 it's just a droid sentry droid. Alderaan. Okay. Yeah, I think it does what, mimic R2's little thing yeah. that pops up, too. It's I just, was just yeah. like, did they let him borrow R2 for a while? I think but it's a lot no. bigger. Yeah. I read it as as, as it, he scrapped a piece off an astromech droid to make oh, his own security system. That's smart. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, just other things that I loved so much. Obi-Wan punching someone and having his hand hurt is like the best Out of joke. practice, yeah. Well, oh, he never pooed, he ever punch. Well, also, also for 10 years, he's been a meat packer, right? That's true. You know, he's not, he's not been training. He's not been out there. Sashimi hands are his instrument. Yeah. He's, he's trying not to show. He could have filleted the guy. No problem. (laughs) 
Oh God, could you just this? It just goes hard R for a moment as, <laughs> as Obi Wan just starts stabbing fools. Obi Wan's now a rogue. Sashimi slices him up. <laughs> Obi Wan Hawkeye. That would have been really, um, uh, really cruel if he fought one of like the squid aliens and he just starts like slicing him up. Oh my God. Um, that's a bad joke. Um, yeah, so we're, we're full in, yeah. in part two I got it. territory now, right? We're talking part two. Yeah, I, 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 I jumped to the end of part two, so you, y'all can catch up <laughs> on your own pace. That whole everything about this episode, I, I, I just love to pieces. Superb. Uh, my friend group uh, referred to this planet as the concept art planet. Because we're just like, I don't know what planet this is. It just looks like uh, insert concept. It's the lower levels of Coruscant, but it's not Coruscant showing that like, hey, there's other cities than Coruscant. Yeah, there's other like mega cities, right? Yeah. Um, This is niche uh, ethnic humor on my part, but I call it the Dayenu planet because which is Dayenu in uh, Hebrew means it would be enough. If they had only had Obi-Wan on another planet, it would have been enough. Mm. If they had only had, and then you just say Dayenu over and over mm. again, if they had only had an episode of Little Princess Leia, it would have been enough. And instead, they give us all of this incredible content. And I'm just like, everything. there's not a thing I did not like about this second episode. It was brilliant. Like the line, well, everybody bleeds, is just like, put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, everybody. Uh, also, Leia. Leia could have easily been so scared that she would have trusted Obi Wan, and it would have been fine. But I love that they carry on like, no, 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 no. The, the, this girl's special. Uh, this girl's. This girl believes in herself. She's confident, and so she's not going to go like, "Who are you?" Or, you know, like she's she's not going to. I mean, she is going to say, "Who are you?" I don't trust you any more than anybody else. I can I can make my own way, and I loved that part of this where she has to learn to trust Obi-Wan and say, huh, you know what? Maybe you are a Jedi after all. Okay, you've proven yourself to me, the, the, this little 10-year-old girl. Whenever someone says, make me float, it's like uh, uh, in, in one of the recent movies where they're like, being a Jedi is not about moving rocks, and then you know they're going to move rocks in the end. Yeah. It's like, make me float! Time. I know exactly what you're going to do by the end of this episode. Totally motivated. Again, tight writing where it's like, oh, he has to make her float. There's no choice. Like I, as a viewer, if I didn't want him to Chekhov's float, this need him to float her now. And he doesn't do it with a wink of like, see, I told you. It's like he doesn't he isn't even there because he's up uh, up on the building and, and and he gently sets her down and saves her life. And it was Leia effortful. Is, is just continually the catalyst for for Kenobi to to grow. It's the catalyst and for him gloves. to become heroic again. And yeah. also, I just again to you know geek out about McGregor's performance. I love his arc just through up uh, through part two, where he's very prickly with Leia and very impatient with her in the beginning, and just like slowly remembers like how to talk to kids again and how to interact. <laughs> Because, yeah, he's he's like all business when he first breaks her out and it's not working. And he slowly yeah. figures out how to handle like Be an uncle. Yeah. He's he's like Uncle Juan Kenobi. Like it's it's very cute. Like when he's buying her the like the little green and also like props to the costume designers who every single outfit that little Leia wore is a nod to either Padme outfit or uh, original trilogy Leia like the green thing was like her uh, return to the Jedi outfit like everything tracked which I don't it doesn't surprise me but I love it 
And uh, when when she's like, and, you know, she's trying on the gloves. You don't need those. Long silence. And the gloves is the most uncle thing ever, which is like, this is what the little girl wants. This is what she's going to get. And I would watch this um, buddy comedy. Like, I just want a buddy comedy with Obi-Wan and Leia. And I hope that's what we're going to get through at least a couple more of these episodes. Yeah. It's 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 really strong. Also, um, I didn't know I needed a Star Wars Breaking Bad crossover, but I really enjoyed the Star Wars Breaking Bad crossover that we get <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, the, the drug culture expands. The yeah. memes were hilarious. Oh god, yeah. He he Heisenberg to the interrogation room. He just he threw a spice bomb down and just just blast them and uh just they again it's like they used every part of the story buffalo he had he had, still had the gas mask with him and he still has that that but it was set up spice right it wasn't like the, oh where to get that yeah by the way, can we talk about so how weirdly, pure. weirdly mentally self-aware that the spice dealer was she's like oh yeah i was someone's daughter too it's like i don't that's weirdly healthy to understand that but clearly you're, you're so close to on the edge of a spice makes you see things it's like Absolutely. ayahuasca Little yeah. bit, a little bit of euphoria also yeah. <laughs> leaked in but here. I think like the bringing the world. They've always referenced like uh, the 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 underbelly world, but to really see it in that way of like, hey, do you want your Kessel Pure, your Glitter Stim? Like these are all things we've read about uh, or seen, but like just to hear it so casually referenced, it's so funny because we've always heard spice. Um, reference 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 but you you didn't get down to the seller level it's like the wire all the pieces matter well, like it you, episode, you saw that in, the, in, in rebels of the Sith, you get a cartoony version of it right yeah yeah where you get a cameo like trying to sell them drugs ha 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 this was real yeah. this felt yeah. this felt realistic this felt real um and you know it just it really sold the world for me um and i really liked uh the way that they got him to Kamel Nanjiani um playing a character's name i don't quite remember even though obi-wan did haja estri. Uh, haja, estri. haja estri which was a great great uh role w- with a fraudster jedi and shows you that obi-wan again obi-wan's still in there somewhere because he's like i like your magnets bro here's the problem like, with kamel nanjani who didn't excellent job at this character but he's always kumail johnny yeah so it did it did pull me a little bit out to be like that's not hot jazz that's kumail nanjani uh but that said i i think they were smart in that they used him for a role he was very good at and then we probably don't see him again yeah that's i I would be annoyed if it wasn't like also that's kind of a character for Kumail Nanjiani. It's, totally. Um, I also like just the, the world building of this, how how, far, how it shows just how far the Jedi have fallen, that they're like relegated to sideshow griftery. Well, the, the idea that the Jedi, like, did they even exist is, is what's going to happen in 10 more years. Uh, the, this is the, the journey of that is like, oh, Jedi. Yeah. You know, like, like, like a, a sideshow fortune teller, right? That that's yeah. that's what Jedi means. It's like maybe it was real, but probably not. Because look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know how brands, companies like to protect their brand, and the Jedi brand was pretty great for a thousand years, and it only took ten years for it to become a sideshow joke or or, yeah. or, or grift. The Pan American like, uh, of yeah. the galaxy. Yeah, Pan Am. <laughs> 
Well, I believe in our pre-episode, I said the thing I wanted to see the most was just the moment that Kenobi learns that Anakin is alive. Yep. And I got that a little sooner than I expected. It well, did not disappoint. Two out of six episodes, the end of two. So we're a third of the way through. <laughs> oh, God, don't. Yeah. Don't remind me. This was a movie, remember, that they broke into six episodes. So, so yeah, right we just finished the first act. Right before we sat down to watch this, I had just finished... Uh, a long rant to uh, my lovely wife, Katie, where I was like, you know, they're putting out like uh, almost all the Stranger Things shows and they're making us wait to watch the last two. And I was like, I'm done with binge watching. I hate binge watching. Just put it out week to week. Keep it in my mind because I binge these shows and then I never think about them again. And then this happened and I'm like, I would watch <laughs> the next episode of Obi-Wan right now. Right now. <laughs> At least you only have to wait till Wednesday. That's fair. That's fair. Although then, then from there. It's then like from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then before that, I even know it, it'll be over, and I will be. Um, uh, people we have not talked about yet, Reva and the Inquisitors. Um, do you think that Jason Isaacs is, do you think that Inquisitor is dead, or do you think that Jason Isaacs is showing up as his actual brother in the next episode, and it was all a fake out? Oh, he, uh, it's Star Wars. He gets some droid intestines and, and oh, goes right, on his yeah. merry way. That's that's yeah. that's kind of how I I thought about it. Um, but obviously, Reva can't go back, so she's now on her own hunting Obi Wan Kenobi for her own reasons. Right? Oh, she can go back as long as she has Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, ah, fair. That's point. yeah. If she brings Obi, that read. that's her gambit. All she's ever wanted is Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, and I think you're right. The more I think about it, Garrett, the more I think you're right that uh, yeah, this is this is all going to tie back to that opening scene uh, and. And I and and yeah, Reva Reva McIntyre is thinking I can catch Obi Wan Kenobi, and then I'll bring him back to Darth Vader, and then it won't matter that I stand the Inquisitor. In fact, it'll justify the fact that I stabbed the Grand Inquisitor because he yeah. was wrong, and I won and brought Obi Wan Kenobi. And if she doesn't bring Obi Wan Kenobi back, well, she doesn't want to live anyway. That's kind of her whole life's work. Mm. That's that's a really cool read, and I think you're absolutely right. I didn't think about that. I was just I was just um, kind of impressed with the surprise of it because we're dealing with so many characters that we know the fates of. Like we know we're ninety percent of the main characters in this show where they end up. Yeah. Um, so it really caught me by surprise when she just ran them through. Um, but you're right. I think that's such an excellent read of like no, this still this still informs where the story's going because now she is kind of committed a, a an ultimate sin even among Sith. Um, trying to kill your boss is still frowned upon. So. Is it? I thought that was the whole thing with Sith. Is like, I mean, oh, it is kind of expected. If you don't kill your boss, you're not doing your job. And, and savor emails. I'm aware that Inquisitor technically aren't Sith, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. Sith yeah. culture. Also, <laughs> also I did not recognize Sung Kang. I had a buddy message me afterwards. It was like, hey, do you do you recognize Han? And I was like, wait, he showed up from well, Fast I don't and know Furious. Him as an actor. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the fifth brother. And it kind of blew my mind. I did not recognize him at all. I'm a massive Sun Kang fan because I love Fast and the Furious. He's pretty. Uh, he, he's uh, he's pretty disguised. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, uh, just because if 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 I have a critique, I feel like he's horribly underutilized. He's just whisper talking the whole time. Yeah, maybe, maybe play. He plays more of a a part later on. Possibly. I mean, I think he he and Riva are going to come to blows. I think we're we're being set up for a fifth brother. Uh, Inquisitor Reva throwdown in a future. Yeah, episode. while the Grand Inquisitor is getting his droid guts put in, you know yep. he'll he'll lead the charge. Yeah, that while makes sense. He's, uh, 
he's going back to the future. Um, we're going to have <laughs> I feel uh, like Sun Kang. These inquisitors are basically the different levels of fascism, which is like the grand inquisitors. Like I am uh, the royalty of fascism in which everything is very high minded and I'm just trying to do it for the good of the people. And Sung Kang is like, I want to do fascism, but like nicely and politely and offer rewards. And Reva's like, I want to cause people pain. Like, just a lot of pain. This is all about vengeance. It. It's yeah, all yeah. about vengeance. And, like, this system allows me to have the vengeance. Uh, and I really um, enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed, like, how in a, in a fascistic society, people make certain choices. This is really what that's all about. Like, we are in the prime of the empire's, you know, power, almost the peak of its power. And I don't know. I thought that was really great. You're absolutely right. It's like the the status, the incentive, and the stick. Yeah, uh, and it's the glitter it's, stick or glitter stem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. Uh, also, I guess we aren't seeing more of Flea. Seems like he got propeller bladed. No, nope, um, no more Flea. Listen, I don't want R-rated Star Wars, but I'm I kind of mad I didn't get to see that. I happen. mean, I kind of do, but. <laughs> Why not? I don't require it, I guess, is the thing. But I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it at all. Um, okay, so I, we do have to devote, even though I could spend so much time talking about prin- little, prin- little, little Princess Leia, Little Orphan we'll have, Leia. We'll have more chances. For yeah, I hope so. Because uh, nothing is going to go right about them being on that cargo ship that's slowly going towards some planet as if they can't be tracked. You know, like mm-hmm. things are going to go wrong. And it's going to be like a bottle episode inside a ship or a ship in a bottle. And then uh, they're going to get to the meetup point and things are going to be bad there. And uh, I can't even imagine who we're going to meet at the meetup point, but I think probably we should spend most of the time talking about Anakin and Obi-Wan, that moment where they're both like, doink, doink, oh my God, you're alive, oh my God, you're alive, what? but Space Force time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, 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 now that they kind of think about it, it's like, it makes sense. I don't, I don't know why I kind of expected him to like see Vader and have the realization. I guess he could have like sensed his presence, but he hasn't seen the suit. He has no frame of reference for the suit. Um, so he has to hear the name to know to like have that realization. So when, when it, and it also, we still don't know exactly why Reva has got such an axe grind for Kenobi. Like, I don't know if it's just for glory. Yeah, I do. He's such a famous Jedi, but I know. Can I tell you my theory? I th- uh, yes. Okay. My theory is she's the, like I said at the beginning, she's the little girl at the top uh, who is in that pack of kids running away. Then she finds the holocron where the famous holocron where Obi-Wan's like, don't come to the temple. And she's super mad and bad things happened to her when she was on the run. And she's like, this is the guy who's literally responsible because when you have trauma, you are frozen in the the age you are in the moment of your trauma, right? So if something bad happens to you at 16, some part of your makeup and character is frozen at 16 forever, unless you get a lot of therapy. This is true. This is known. This one was frozen as like, what, a 10-year-old? So she has a 10-year-old sense of vengeance, right? It's not, there's no other part of that. She's just like a slash and burn, get what I want person based on the trauma that happened to her. That's my theory. Discuss. Yep. yep. Sounds, I, I, sounds right to me. I think it checks out. Yeah, I, I was more just remarking that like we don't know for sure yet, but we got. A we haven't seen it. Like, are we? we I think we're. Gonna, I think we're going to see that uh, shown to us at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but I. Th- I think her because the whole reason she even mentions Vader is that we now learn that her plan is to take Kenobi to Vader. 
which means I think at some point we're also ending up at Castle Mustafar. Yeah, I wouldn't be point. shocked if uh, if one of the flashbacks is Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader, uh, saving her. And that's why she's oh. devoted. Oh. Just scooping up just scooping up potential recruits for his Inquisitor team. Yep. Whoa. Okay, another flashback sequence. We see that same group. They get cornered by clones, and uh, Reva like uses like a force choke or something to take out some clones, and Anakin sees it and is like, I like the... All right, I'm not killing you. Save that one, yeah. (laughs) This one could be useful. Uh, Which explains why... Do you remember that behind-the-scenes picture that they showed of, of Hayden Christensen doing fight scenes, but with a flowing cloak? That would explain how he's able to be in this and not just as a soaked potato. Like, it would be (laughs) really cool. I still want a broken helmet fight. Like, I I think his helmet's getting cracked when we finally see his showdown with Obi-Wan. I'm I'm going to just hold this until I'm wrong. (laughs) I think that's also going to happen. Um, So are we going to see Fulcrum in this, by the way? Someone as Fulcrum? Uh, 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 you remember Fulcrum. I don't think so. You remember. I think no, we're saving that it's too for early. Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think if Ahsoka shows up, it would make sense for her to appear to Leia even for them because we know that they know each other at some point. At some point, they cross paths. Oh, yeah. That'd it, be fun. I don't think it would feel forced. Um, if, what, if no, because you're setting up the, resi- the rebellion. If it's not forced, I'm fine with it, but it feel, I, I can't see where it wouldn't be forced. I At feel like point. it would it would feel forced if she and Obi Wan have a scene. I don't. I I like that they're because this feels this feels like it's it's a it's a high, it's a John Wick right. It's a it's a save the Leia, and so if Ahsoka can help them with that, sure. I, it, Star Wars doesn't do post credits, but I could see essentially like an epilogue scene uh, where Ahsoka has a has a moment with Leia because like essentially Obi Wan and Ahsoka it wouldn't make sense for them to meet because in Rebels Ahsoka doesn't know about Vader and Anakin we we see the moment where she makes that realization in Rebels so if they Fair met Obi Wan would be like, be like oh, oh my god he won't believe what I just found out exactly um, exactly also you guys keep saying John Wick but my mind went straight to the Warriors and only because they didn't fully play it out like I could have seen a whole episode where it was like. Uh, Leia and Obi-Wan trying to get off the planet, but it was all these different gangs. That actually comes first from the Warriors. Like, let's get real. Do you know the Warriors, Gary? You would love it. I am aware of it from pop culture. I've never watched the movie myself. Okay, it's a terrible movie, but you should watch it. Because that, to me, was the original reference. And I just just loved it. I just loved it. Yeah, no, I I very much understand the uh, the plot of it. And that you're not wrong. I mean, and it's also like, to me, I got like Mandalorian vibes, like uh, season one Mandalorian when there's a, when they call a hit out on Mando himself. Like we know how this goes down. It's like, Oh boy, Obi-Wan's a wanted man. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of informed knowledge going on here. Um, which I like that. It didn't have to take a lot of time explaining a lot of stuff. Cause it's been established in other media. I'm very pleased if you can't tell. Yeah. I've, I can't I've, wait to talk about part three. I've had some nitpicky conversations with my friends. I'm like, oh, the parkour didn't work. I don't know what it is with chase sequences in Star Wars TV. They're just not the best. Um, but I don't really care at the end of the day. What also, I yeah. actually... Oh, no, go, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say. Also, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor looks dumb. That that makeup does not work for me. I still think there's going to be a bait and switch and Jason Isaacs is going to show up, but mostly because I want him to. And it would make sense that there was an earlier Grand Inquisitor and then another yeah. Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's why they call each other brother and sister, because two of them were originally brothers. But I also like, because there were two Jedi Temple Knights, so I just still feel like there's room for another one to show up. Um, and then also, I uh, the Riva parkour thing, I didn't like, but then I thought about it, and I was like, to really do parkour, you have to have, sorry, in theory, to do those kinds of acrobatics, you have to have a light heart. Like, you have to really fly. And she's not lighthearted. She has mm-hmm. got a heavy heart. And I feel like her parkour was clunky purposefully. Subtle, but that this was why, why I interpreted no good at parkour. I know. He's got a heavy heart. A and a hungry heart. heart. Yeah. Y'all are lucky I am, uh, I'm an old soul. <laughs> Picking up on most of these references. 23 skidoo. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm. Is is that our is that our big unison prediction? Is that we're not seeing Tatooine again until Episode Six? Yeah, yes, I agree. I, that'd be my guess. And this is only going to be one series, right? Like these six episodes, yep. aside from any spinoffs, are all we're getting of of Obi Wan Kenobi. I, I, at I would this never point. say never, but I think that was the intention when they yeah, set never. off. Unless is, they change their mind. Yeah. Did I, we I miss mean, anything? Is there anything we missed talking about besides how I could talk about Obi-Wan and Leia for a thousand years and never uh, stop talking about it? I mean, unless we want to like do a, a quick list of uh, things we loved and have nothing else to say other than this was awesome, because I would go first with panhandling clone. Wow. Yeah, that is that is that is worth calling out. Yeah, because we were like, Eileen uh, was like, is that Boba Fett? I was like, no. And then I was like, well, in a way, yes, because it's Tembra. <laughs> But it's not Boba. It's just they're a all him. Yeah, um, yeah I thought it was Rex a thing for a I a thing I loved so much, and I have nothing more to say about it other than the well, the deep well of sadness it created in me is you're the basically you're the you're so much like your mother without saying you're so much like your mother moment mm. uh, with Padme and um, a little Leia because he's like and, and like the line reading the reason that little girl I will defend her to the end of the earth is when she gave her plan and he still didn't move forward and she just turned around with this royal look on her face and said, what now? Like, what's your problem, old man? Come on. And it was just such a perfect line reading and it encompassed everything that Leia was about to become, which is like, you still have a problem? Let's go. But the idea that he was thinking about Padme really hits deeply. Yeah. Oh, and now you've reminded me of the scene between Bale and Leia on the like the the balcony. I want that show. Hi, I'm adopted. That scene destroyed me. Oh, wow. Telling her, yeah, like you're an Organa in every way, and like that was so touching. Um, also, like yeah, just that scene. Bale Organa's killing. It. I love that actor. I loved him in Dexter. What a different character, by the way. Um, <laughs> but. Just watch season six of The West Wing. Like, don't watch any other, but watch him in that because he he's he gives so much uh, Matt Santos vibes as Bill Organa. Um, it's really great. Anyway, all right, speak now or forever. Hold your peace on that. Was awesome. I have nothing else to say. Well, I think I think we've we've made it. We've made it to the end of our first Obi Wan Kenobi recording, and it is as I expected one of our longer episodes. See you Wednesday. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for Wednesday. <laughs> no. Everybody Oops. on Twitter was like, I have to wait a whole week. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, we're getting it on Wednesday. Oh, Moff Kane is in our chat saying that scene had a similar effect for step parents. I can see that big time. That's, yeah. It, it, yes, and really auntie uncles who song. didn't have their own children and now have a three-year-old nephew. Like, mm. 
that was like, we are a family. That, I mean, that's Star Wars, right? Star Wars is all about found family, right? Yeah. It's the story of people who, for whatever reason, um, needed a new family, needed a bigger family, needed a family that understands them. And I think it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the daddy issues, like, again, I wrote a whole article about this, which you can find on medium.com. But this was the weekend for daddy issues storytelling from the 80s. We got Top Gun, which is all about daddy issues. Like, literally, this is all about daddy issues. And then Obi-Wan, which is all about daddy issues. And now uh, Step Parenting. It's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, well, to everyone listening, um, especially our, our lovely patrons supporting us over at patreon.com. So let's talk about Star Wars. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for your support. Um, the show is uh, patron only for week to week. So to everyone listening to this as it's coming out, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, hit us up. We, if you're a patron, you have so many ways to do so. You, uh, if you haven't already, attach your Discord to your Patreon account and you'll be added to our patron only Discord. We have multiple channels in there including a questions for the podcast channel where you can drop questions that we will pull from for future episodes of the show uh, you can write us feedback at let's talk about star wars.com or uh, just message us on patreon um i usually check that one the day before the show so uh but the i'm always on the discord so that's a good place to go and uh and interact with us um our plan is to record these live in the discord providing the tech behaves uh it was a little uh it misbehaved today but hopefully we get to make it keep working. Um, and that's our plan moving forward. And uh, we want to thank our moth level backers. So to all our lovely moths supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, Andrew, Afray, Dustin, Hari Krishna, Jason, Liz, Mark, and Mike. We really appreciate your, your generous support of our program. Around the table, before we go, Jenny Josephson, I guess my only question to you is, are you still Mara Jade's publicist? Yeah, it moved to my bio because now I'm Jenny Wan Kenobi. But it's still Mar. I'm, I'm Jenny Wan Kenobi, Mara Jade's publicist. Like, I'm all the things. Uh, and it's J-E-N-N-I-E-J 23 at Twitter, which is the place you can find me uh, most reliably. Although I did just update um, tellitanyway.com because the Let's Talk About Cheers podcast was discovered and it was in disrepair. So if you go to tellitanyway.com, you can find Let's Talk About Cheers. Let's Talk About Star Wars. You can find a whole bunch of stuff I've ever done. Um, and that's two plugs. So thank you for that generosity. Tom Merritt. Uh, freetomnewsletter.com. It's free. It's by me. It's a newsletter. And it uh, keeps you updated with, with what I'm doing, with links to all the shows we do and all, all kinds of good stuff. You check it out, freetomnewsletter.com. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter, amove.tv for this and every other program that I make. And uh, check out youtube.com slash amove.tv for my latest project, which is YouTube only, my uh, my journey through Final Fantasy fourteen mm. in all its video glory. Video is a lot of work. Please watch it. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Let's Talk About Star Wars. And until next time, may the force be with you. Always. A moment of silence for Lola.